It's All Things Considered on WNYC. I'm Jamie Floyd. In the five years since Sandy hit, New York City has spent about $2 billion in federal funds to help homeowners build their homes back. Yet thousands of those homeowners still won't be protected against the next storm because they're still too close to sea level and vulnerable to a storm surge. WMYC's Robert Lewis has been looking at the numbers. He joins us now. Hello. So we're talking about the Build It Back program. Remind us what that is. The Build It Back program was the main federally funded program to rebuild and elevate demolished homes and pay for repairs in homes that had lesser damage. The city provided WNYC data showing that as of this month, 8,130 single-family homes have gone through the program. The majority, like 85%, are done while some are still under construction. How many of those have you calculated are not protected against the next big storm? You know, it's not possible to definitively say with the data they released, but it's safe to say that at least 3,500 homes got some money and are in real danger of flooding again. These are homes that were built at a time when no one thought the neighborhood was at risk of flooding, and the city paid to fix them, but not to raise them to meet the latest flood elevations on new preliminary flood maps from the feds. So where are these homes that we're talking about? Almost 800 of those homes are in Canarsie, uh, about 650 are in Howard Beach, and it means that the homeowners in these places, who are going to have to get some pretty expensive flood insurance, could be at risk of damage in the next big one. So why weren't those homes elevated? Well, the way the program was set up, the city first estimated the damage. And if the cost of repair was 50% or more of the market value of the home before the storm, the city dubbed it substantially damaged and would elevate or rebuild the home higher. Some had also bought. Anything not substantially damaged and the city would only pay for rehab work. Your finding seems to be another argument for pulling housing back from the shore, buying out homes in flood zones like happened in a small part of Staten Island, doesn't it? I talked to Amy Peterson, the director of the mayor's office of housing and recovery operations. She says the city just couldn't elevate everyone's home, but that it was important to still help. The city has tons of waterfront communities. These are affordable communities where people buy their first homes, where people have lived for generations. These are places that we want to be able to continue um, to be these communities. Peterson says while it couldn't elevate every home, raising utilities can also be a big help in minimizing future damage. Hmm. Build It Back has really been a frustrating experience for a lot of people. WMYC did a story last year on homeowners dropping out of the program. What do the latest figures show, Robert? More than 20,000 people turned to the city for help fixing their properties after Sandy. Close to 12,000 dropped out of the application process. The Comptroller's Office recently analyzed the data and found in neighborhoods like Red Hook and Gravesend, more than 75% of applicants exited the program. More than 1,000 homes in the Rockaways dropped out. Last month, the comptroller and city councilman Mark Traeger sent a pretty scathing letter to the city demanding answers for why so many people dropped out of Build It Back, suggesting delays and other hurdles drove people from the program. Now, I spoke to Traeger, who chairs the council's Recovery and Resiliency Committee, and he talked about people initially being told their income was too high to be in the program, that they'd have to find temporary housing for six months, or that they'd get their homes built higher, and then later told they weren't eligible. We made a promise to help everyone impacted. And I, in, I intend for us to try to keep our promise. And I'm not the mayor, but I'm going to hold the mayor accountable to that. 
The city acknowledges the program had a rough start, but Peterson, uh, the recovery official, says that many of those 20,000 were just considering the program and that closer to 10,000 actually went through the full application process, so the attrition rate isn't as bad as it might seem. Build It Back doesn't go on in perpetuity. When is it going to be over with? The city says it has a few tough projects left to do, but they do expect to be finished early next year. WMYC's Robert Lewis. Thanks so much, Robert. You're welcome. To see a map showing which neighborhoods received Build It Back funding, go to WNYC.org.